How important is a leader in a business? For some, it is the bloodstream of the business. What kind of role does leadership play for you? What is a heart-centered approach in business? Welcome back to another episode of Long Beach Locals, the only podcast in Long Beach that highlights local businesses and the people behind them. When you enjoy this episode, please like, subscribe, share, and leave a review. This podcast is brought to you by Active Life. I'm your host, Justin Mosley, and today our guest is owner of Core 95, Kelly Morrison. Kelly, thank Hi. you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So can you share your journey of transitioning from the medical health and wellness field to becoming a successful female business owner? Sure. So I started out my career, I was a pharmaceutical rep, and I felt really good about it. I felt like, oh, I'm providing these doctors information about pills that will help people with ailments, high blood pressure, high, but I was young, I was naive, I was 26. I'm like, great, these pills, they'll help people, and I, and I enjoyed it. Then I moved over into the oncology division, and I actually moved in, into the research sector, and I started meeting some of these patients, and I was in uh, stage four research, and these patients were very sick. Mm -hmm. And so now all of a sudden the, the, the pill or the solution you're finding is short-term. It will, it, the pill I was uh, researching or working on was thalidomide, and it would, it wasn't a cure for anything. It would give somebody three years, three months, get a person to their daughter's wedding, get, mm -hmm. but it wasn't a cure. And I kept thinking like, oh, there's gotta be something better that I can do to help people. I always, my whole life, all I wanted to do was help people. I used to think I wanted to be a doctor. So then I got laid off from that job and I ended up doing a health magazine in prevention and worked in the prevention field and the magazine was published and it was five years and all we talked about is preventing disease, preventing disease, preventing disease. So that was kind of the switch, how I went into fitness is, Kind of then after that, it's kind of a, it was a long journey. Journey. I've had a couple of jobs in my life or a couple of careers. But then after the magazine, I kept reading all different things, like great things about infrared heat, great things about salt lamps, great things about sweating, great things about strength training. And I used to say, oh, imagine if all these things I keep publishing about, if there was one place, because who's got a half hour to sauna, another half hour to do strength, another half hour to do cardio, and then, yeah, 20 minutes to meditate. And I used to think, oh, everything we're talking about, if you could get it done in an hour, that would be amazing. And then nobody ever did it. So I was like, oh, I guess I'll do it. I guess I'll do it, <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of the long story of how I got there. Right. That's that really cool because it definitely was a full circle moment. 100%. Yeah, starting out of like, okay, this is helping people with very short term yeah. and asking that why. Like, why can't this go any further? Why can't we be able to prevent this maybe longer? Why yeah. can't we prevent this altogether? Like, what is the deep-rooted thing with that? And you acknowledge that, took initiative, and did what you were destined to do. Yeah, definitely. I definitely think it was destiny, and I, I'm happy for my journey. I'm happy for every part of it. Really. Mm -hmm. What are some of the success stories you've had over there for collaborating all these worlds? So personal success stories, like from my clients? Yeah, sure. It could be Is yours. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we've had some amazing success stories. I mean, a lot of women who come there have, have uh, one person didn't work out for 18 years. She got diagnosed with Epstein-Barr when she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. She had uh, nerve damage on her left side, didn't work out, didn't do anything for 18 years and came to the studio when I first opened just because we were acquaintances through, you know, sports, and she wanted to support me. She had 
And now she's there every day. She can hold plank longer than me. You know, there's those kind of stories. We have a lot of those. We have another girl who has uh, dystonia, which is, uh, you know, a, a neurological muscle disorder. And she didn't work out either. And now she's so strong and she's playing pickleball. So we have a lot of success stories like that. I'm not sure mm. if that's what you were that's asking. That definitely but answers the question. Yeah. Um, what I want to add on to that now is how does that make you feel to be able to create such an environment where you're bringing or giving these people a piece of their life back? I love it. I love what I do because of the people who walk through my door. And I'm not just saying that. I'm very transparent. Everybody knows if I'm mad, I'm mad. If I'm, you know. <laughs> so this is actually 100% true. I love the stories that come through. We end our class. Every class ends with a meditation. And a lot of times you've just put it all out there. Like you've come into the room. You're, you've faced whatever you're facing. Your marriage problems, life problems, kids problems, whatever it is. Or, or a great day or a bad day. And... You come into that room and you sweat. You give it your all. And then the end is a meditation. And, and it's a gratitude meditation that we do when the lights are out. And we'll either talk them through the meditation or there'll be a song. And often people will will cry. And they'll come out crying. And, you know, it's, it's another form of release. And I'll right. just be like, we're doing, you know, I always say to the instructor, like, we're doing good stuff. We're helping people. That's a release. You know, it's not like I want people to cry, but it's a release. Like they're, they just feel good and, and I feel good. And I'm very, very, very blessed. I, I, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to think that something that I conceptualized with my partner helps so many people. How long have you guys been open for? Four years. We just celebrated four years. Congratulations. <laughs> How does that make you feel every single, after every class of like four years from ago, four years ago and still coming in today of like, I still get this sense of gratification every single time? I, again, I just feel really, really grateful. Uh, you know, I'm a big believer in gratitude and like waking up and before you even put your first foot out of bed, just name three things you're grateful for in your head. Just ch 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 quick, quick, quick. Mm -hmm. And it just starts your day. And I'm just lucky that eight times out of 10, the thing I list is core 95. Eight times out of 10, not always, you know, yeah. but eight times out of 10, one of the things I list is like, I'm grateful for core 95 and for just the way it's it's kind of impacted so many lives. It's been fun. Right. You've created a culture, a community, and a, a safe space. For yeah, I hope so. I hope, <laughs> that's what I like to think, a safe space. Right. Yeah, that's a good word. With over 15 years of experience, you've likely witnessed many trends. What are some health and wellness trends that you've seen come and go, and what lasting changes have you observed? I would say the biggest thing that I really notice is the change in nutrition you know and and when i say change you know it hasn't changed too much because the pyramid is still you know stacked on the bottom with grains like they you know but i think for a while it was you, you know only have skim milk no skim no full fat fat's bad for you fat's gonna make you fat stay away from meat we're mm. just gonna do carbs you know and this is like the early 70s late not early, late 70s early 80s carbs 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 you're eating rice no meat no steak nothing with fat and then the, that kind of switched and it went super like just protein just protein don't even eat a potato that's bad and i think now it's sort of coming to like a more reasonable and healthy approach with nutrition where people are sort of prioritizing protein but you could have a potato. You could have rice. You could have, you know, watermelon. I heard a, com a comedian, and I thought it was the best. He's like, oh, the new thing is you can't eat fruit because fruit makes you fat. Oh, it makes you fat. Grapes make you fat. Okay, I want you to show me the person in the audience who got fat from eating grapes. You know, yeah. like, you know, because people try to vilify certain things. And I think if you just do 
whatever you're eating in moderation, mm-hmm. you'll probably be okay. And I, I think that that extreme stuff has kind of gone away. That's good. You know? How do you implement that or educate your members? Like so we try, we have a registered dietitian on staff and we really try to once every two months offer a nutrition class. Interestingly enough, I don't know what it is with my clients. They don't sign up for that, mm-hmm. which I think it's 80% of the right. equation, but yeah. you know, I get it. So maybe, maybe in their mind, core 95 is more of a sweat and a mental release you know, I don't know. We, we try to offer that, that nutrition piece, mm-hmm. but I don't know what, you know, and Robin's amazing. That's our uh, registered dietitian. She's outstanding, but they, right now it's not really picking up, but we mm-hmm. try because I do think it's so important. Right. And I, that's already admirable enough to let them know, like we are a resource, we are capable of helping you and just utilize us. Yeah. We're a resource. Yeah. So why and not? We feel like if we keep offering it, if you build it, they will come. Yeah. We keep offering it every two months. You know, we had five people at the last one. Okay. Yeah. You know, maybe it'll build. Uh, I'm sure it will. But I think there's so much misinformation about food. So if I had to pick, you know, that would be the thing that that would be the class I would go to because I think it's a big deal, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for a lot of people, like their whole old habits need to die hard. And it's hard because also, like you said, like growing up in the 70s, seeing that and hearing it, all you knew was carbs are bad, fat is bad. you like doing all these things or just not cutting it. But meanwhile, these are our basic building blocks yeah. that grow and be human. Right, 100%. So yeah. It's interesting how it, it has changed, but for the better. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Could you talk about your heart-centered leadership approach and how it has contributed to your success as a business owner? Heart center. Oh, I like that question. Okay. Um, I mean, I think that I like to do everything heart centered. So I think everything, if everything comes from a place of love, then you're going to be successful. You're going to attract the people. Like I have to say, you know, as a leader in the space, I'm always like, you know, leave the, the bad mood at the, out the door. This is where you get better. This is, you know, so we've been really, I mean, just again, blessed that everybody who walks through the door kind of feels I feels the energy. I think if I came in here and I was in a cranky mood or you, you would feel it and then you would get cranky. So I think if you're just, if when I go in that space, if I've had the worst day, the best day, you wouldn't know. You would think, oh, Kelly's having the best day. Yeah. Because, you know, energy attracts energy. Mm-hmm. So it's more like that. Like, I, you know, I am very protective of my energy too. Like, I, I don't, if somebody comes in and it's, not good I'll call that person and be like hey you know you were fighting with somebody or you you know you were arguing about a space like let's not do that let's just lay our mat down if there's a real problem let's call us later because you know we're all here for the same goal to to cheer each other on while we become better humans you know for sure so do you feel like you have almost a sense of responsibility to be this good energy to to the world and to the people around you I do do in a way it's funny that's an interesting question so I do in a way but I also think it's very genuine like I feel very blessed for my entire journey and it wasn't an easy journey like there was a period of time just personally where my husband had bile duct cancer and he was in one hospital my son was having a seizure disorder and he was in another hospital and you know I'm driving back and forth from hospital so it wasn't like my journey was like this easy breezy but I still feel blessed for it because I don't know, I look at others and it's, it's still harder than that, those difficult days. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I've always had really good support. I really like my 
but I just have had some really big blessings in my life. So it's easy to be in a good mood. It's easy to lead mm -hmm. from the heart. And it's also easy to lead from the heart and manage from the heart because I think like we're all, you know, we're all the, from the people at the desk to the people that are teaching the class. Like everybody has these goals, their own life outside. So I don't know when you come to the studio, it should be just like great. You know, right. why not? And I agree. <laughs> why not? Like for me personally, I find myself almost holding this responsibility to myself of like uh, when I meet people, talk to people, I go into a room, people will notice immediately if something is wrong. Like I can't, I don't have a good poker face. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but now it's like every time I go out, I feel like I need to provide this energy because if I'm not going to provide it, who will? Right. And it, it also helps the community, helps the room. It helps everybody just want to be a little bit nicer. Yeah. Yeah, in the yeah. Room. So yeah, we say that at the end of class too. We say like, you've got this great energy. Now, if somebody cuts you off on the road, but maybe just wave to him. Maybe don't give him the finger. Yeah, right? <laughs> maybe be like, I'm so happy I had a class. You probably didn't. That's why you're cutting me yeah. off. You know, like, yeah. you know. But it's, it's it's interesting how that simple mindset shift can really adjust your entire day. It'll yeah, just navigate you through the rest of your day with a little bit more positivity, which is yes, amazing. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. What does it mean to you to be a successful female business owner? Hmm. Well, I think it means more to my dad than <laughs> me because it was really important to him that we, I'm five sisters, and it was very important to him that we were independent, that we could succeed on our own. He was a business owner, he, and he was very proud of himself mm -hmm. because you know he put himself through high school. So he he went to he wanted to go to a private school because he didn't live in like the greatest area, and he paid the fifteen dollars a month, and he put himself through college. Then he left a job. He's like, "Oh, Kelly, I had two kids. I left this job, and I built this company." And so I think uh, when he had five girls, he said, "Like I was a little nervous, you know, because I have five girls and." my aunt had gotten divorced and it was like kind of the friend she was sort of like left with not a lot of money and he was like watching this all go down and he has these five young girls and he was like all right i have to instill in them to be their own boss to to, to know what it is to be an entrepreneur so i think as a female business owner what it means to me is it's sort of validating to my dad that you know you did all right ray you did all right I'm here, you know? That's cool. That's a, I like that answer a lot. <laughs> so. And also setting like that precedence for like the, the kids to come, like you, your daughter, your kids, yeah. everybody, even before you, after you to know, like anything is possible, right. anything you're capable of, whatever it is you decide to, and you're setting the standard now and yeah. you set the bar pretty high. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Building a local health studio, Core 95, sounds exciting. What inspired you to create this space and how does it stand out in a competitive wellness industry? So I would go back to the magazine and say what inspired me is I would hear about all these great things that were so good for your health. Sauna, infrared, far infrared sauna, that's so good. Uh, meditation, strength exercise, and then cardio hits. Like So all of this was so good and I'd be writing articles each month about one benefit or the other. And I always kept thinking, but who has the time? And like, imagine you had the time, you'd go to the sauna. And, and so I think that's what inspired me to build it all in one in one umbrella. Mm -hmm. uh, specifically to the meditation, the ending with the meditation, I just thought that was really, really important, just trying to get your brain to theta, even just for like three minutes, if that's even possible, you know, just to just 
go and just sort of be still and, you know, again, focusing on gratitude. And it's funny because my niece, who's my business partner, she was, when we started, she was 25 and I was 49-ish, I think. I, I think those were our ages. And I was asking her, like, well, what would you want? Because she's 26. It's a different. And we we both kind of talked about all these things, all these things. And then we put it on paper. And it was very fun building the concept. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as much fun when we had to close for a year for COVID. <laughs> but it was very fun building the concept. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that definitely is, a, like, a privilege to be working with your niece, too. Definitely. Like, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it was really great. Like, I, her mom had told her, looking back, it was a funny story. Her mom had told her I was going to, she's like, you know, Ann Kelly, she's starting another career. Oh, she's not doing the magazine. No, now she's opening a, I think my sister thought it was a yoga studio. She's like, no, now she's opening a hot yoga studio. And then Shannon called me. She's like, you know that that's sort of my dream. I was like, I didn't. So do it with me. She's like, just like that. I'm like, yeah, do it. We'll do it together. She's like, okay. And then that's how it was. Four years later. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't have done it without her because. You know, it's, we're very different, and it's, thank God we are, because our logo is a yin and yang, but initially that was because, like, we want people to go hard, 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 fire, and then meditate, theta, you know, but it really, it's both, it's us. We are yin and yang. We are mm-hmm. very different, but it makes for a very good business partnership, I think. For sure, we'll yeah. see what she says. Yeah, everyone, yeah. Yeah. The truth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, did you have any other inspirations of building this? Like you said, you had the, you were thinking combining sauna, combining strength training, combining meditation at the end. Was there something that sparked that of like, this is the idea? Or you, did you try something before that made you think, this is what I want to do? I tried things that, I knew I didn't want to do. So there were things I didn't want to do. Was there anything that sparked specifically? I mean, I think the infrared heat for me Mm -hmm. was like, and the dark, darker room were the two most important things. I guess in the music, like I, I guess all of it kind of sparked, like all of it had to come together as a package. There was Mm -hmm. no, like I would never do people asked all the time, Oh, would you do an 80 degree class a little bit less? And we were like, no, we're committed to, you know, 95 degrees and which, Oh, would you do online classes? No, because for us that, that doesn't fit what we believe is best for that one hour of your time, not for every hour, but for that one hour, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So no, it was really, it had to be all of those things together. And it was a little difficult. I'd say finding the the specific heat we wanted at first, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I think we would have wanted more salt, but who knew salt was so expensive. (laughs) (laughs) So we have little salt all around the room, but you know, I, I like the ions and the salt. So we would have wanted more, but no, I think everything really, there was nothing that I, it, it had to be everything. It had to be blasting music when you're doing your hits. It had to be, you know, really cool, chill music when you're meditating. It had to be the infrared heat. It had to be the specific floor. We have a very specific floor with, uh, because I would say that was one specific thing because, you know, we're on concrete, which is on sand in Long Beach. Uh, and then even if you do a subfloor, we wanted people to be able to, you know, do a burpee or do a whatever. And so we got very specific uh, thick floors. They're called zebra mats. They're jujitsu floors, which that was very specific. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's it. But there's a lot of thought that still had to yes, go behind yes. it to and create the, it. And it was two and a half years before we got the jujitsu floors because we had one floor with, oh, we had one floor over a dance floor, which was good. It was very good. But it was still like, you know, and you just like, something's missing. Something's yeah, missing. So now, yeah. now we're all complete. Cool. 
As a former owner and publisher of Natural Awakenings magazine, how did you balance the need for accurate health information with the sometimes overwhelming influx of online content? So um, it's funny because like we were talking the other subject about EMF. So how I do everything is I don't look online. I don't Google because I worked in research, specifically science medical research. Mm -hmm. I'll only take information from um, PubMed, which is just scientific journals. And, you, you know, PubMed is uh, you can you can. Instead of Google, it's like Google, but it's Google for science. So if all of a sudden there's, you know, everybody says you can't do, there was a time period where you couldn't do shoulder stand in yoga because you were going to cause many strokes, something happened to your neck. I don't even know. And it was in the New York Times. And I was like, okay. And I then went to PubMed. And there's, you know, 32 articles on it. And, and I kind of dug through. And I was like, okay, blah, blah, blah. And then I determined from all those articles no, that you're okay. You can do. I mean, we don't even do shoulder stand, but that was just like one thing. And the New York Times did, you know, an article is running making you fat. So again, like I don't think running is making you fat, but I understood what they were talking about. They were talking about the rise in cortisol. I, you know, it was good for me to re-educate myself, but I do ignore online content to the degree that it's, you know, when it when it comes to something that's science based, I ignore it. Mm -hmm. Online content for moves and stuff, I'll look at because it's fun. I'll be like, oh, if that looks structurally sound, I might, oh, I might take that. So mm -hmm. for anything health or science, I ignore it. And then like, you know, on Instagram, you might see a, you know, a really cool move using the band or something. And if it looks good, I'll try it out in the room. I'll try it out with Reagan and then I'll or Dylan, whoever, and then I'll just take it. <laughs> That's cool, though. So you always experiment the exercises before you give them to yes, everyone. Yes, 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 yes. And also, the other thing that's really interesting, and I'm sure you see this, you know, here, at, I mean, you see this at Active Life, is everybody, I always don't like when instructors like, all right, everybody, you have to have straight, straight toes. Well, maybe eventually you do, but if your natural hips are turned out, you know, it's going to take you a while until you get there because you're going to have to, you know, strengthen your abductors. You're going to have to change your, your body type. So I would say that that's something that I I don't like when I get on, like when you see online contacts, like, okay, this is how it does. Toes have to be straight. Toes have to be. But if you're naturally turned out, if your hips or like my husband, he has an acetabular f fracture. If you don't know that about him, he's got six screws, eight plates. You're going to be cranking his leg because you think it, supposed to go somewhere so right. I do you know I do think it's you, you there's all this online stuff but you really do have to then just go in even if you're in a room of 30 you got to look around any energy injuries I should know about anything like that you know mm -hmm. and that you're not gonna see online because that's individual right I agree with you because <laughs> something we call it is respecting the anatomy yeah. like there is going to be times where we're all built different there's right. no single person that's identical like down to the t of the next person right. something can be slightly off respect this person's body right if this person's telling you that my hip doesn't go this way or my foot really isn't going to tilt that respect it right. it just is what it is we can work into this if this is something that is a priority for you and if it's not and it's not affecting your day-to-days why are we pointing our toes in? <laughs> right, right. And some people are like, no, no, toes in, toes in. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really cool to hear that you are co consistently educating yourself again and like staying up to date with things because that's also the industry. You know, <laughs> you need to be on top of everything because it's an ever-changing industry. Like we spoke about nutrition. We thought back in the day that carbs were bad, fat was bad, all the above. And now we're like, no, recircle that back. Right. They're good. It's part of our body. We need this to function right. just to be functioning human beings. Right. And I think it's good to prioritize something like protein and vegetables. I think that's important. But I think anytime you say like, 
no to something, then you want it, right? right. So, you know, it just doesn't make sense. Right. Any form of restriction is not good. Yeah, I don't think yeah. so. I don't think so. Yeah, but I agree. <laughs> what advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs looking to enter the health and wellness industry, especially those who want to combine business success with a heart-centered approach? I think that's the only way to do it. I, I If you want to be successful, it has to be heart-centered. It can't be money-centered because you're not going to – because you're going to act from a place of fear. If you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go into – I'm going to put 100 in. I'm going to open a – Jumping Jack Studio, and I know for a fact in four years I'm going to make three hundred thousand. Like I think you go and that's scared money. That's like you don't go to Vegas betting scared money. That you you have to go from this heart centered place, from this place like I'm going to invest. I got my bills covered. I'm able to eat for the next three <laughs> years, and if I do everything that I think is good for others, it's going to pay back in in tenfold, twentyfold. You know, I think you have mm-hmm. to you have to sort of cut you have to be doing it for an altruistic kind of reasoning. I mean, of course you have to pay your bills. That sounds so hokey pokey. I don't know. That sounds kind of weird. You do have to pay your bills and I get that, but I think you have to, you have to do it because you have this love of fitness, you have this love of health and you want others to experience what feeling well feels like what the endorphin high after a hit workout feels like and how long you carry that when you know you're walking up the stairs and or you're you're hiking and you're like oh my gosh I feel great my legs feel strong that's a you know that's a ego high like you know so sharing that and cultivating that has to be a priority too I think that's a great answer (laughs) (laughs) sometimes I hear myself like oh that sounds hokey but it is true like yeah it's it's, me it's, it's what I believed it's that fear of the unknown, but f- having faith that you're going to be fine at the other end. One hundred percent. Yeah, you just hit it. You said it much more succinctly. Perfect. I'm taking that. Writing it down. I always think it's interesting too because I used to be a very uh, number mindset person of like I need to reach a million dollars. If I get a million dollars, okay, I finally get here. That doesn't stop. Like I'm going to keep thinking about. All right, when do I get two? When do I get ten? When do I? The numbers just keep going. And if you keep looking at a never-ending number, you're always going to have a never-ending chase. Right. And that's where, just like you said, that heart-centered approach, appreciating the journey, appreciating the process, understanding what is to come with it, and then turning back. Like, oh wow, that was already three years that passed, and I already did all of this. And I think you have to trust the universe. Like, I, I mean, I understand there's funds involved. Like, if you're opening a business, you usually you're going to a bank or, or somebody to get money and or you're using your own money. So I understand that it's a, I mean, we did it and then we closed for a year. So I understand that there was there was definitely fear for us. We had We built one place. We closed for a year, paid rent for a while on that place closed for a year and then had to rebuild a new space because that space was no longer available after COVID, after the year closed. Mm-hmm. So those, like we could have totally like panicked and said, we're just tossing in our cards. We learned our lesson. But I think because we were originally always doing it from like, we believed in this. I think if you have something you believe will help people, then the money's just going to come. Like that's right. just going to be there because you have that good of a product. And if you have that good of a product, you don't have to worry about the money that's going to come. Right. Yeah. Hopefully I'm right. Not yeah, right. <laughs> I'll let you know in a few years. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're still here, so yeah, you're doing something right. We've you know? had some exciting opportunities, too, like where people have contacted us to, like, open Core 95's other places. So that's been really fun, you know. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think we've we've got a solid product. So 
the rest are welcome. Yeah, and I believe, we'll like see. you said, like the, the heart-centered <laughs> approach, building yes. this community, and people are seeing it more as their safe space. They love coming here. They look forward to it, the way they feel after. Yeah. And on top of that, you created a safe space for people, so that must be a very gratifying feeling. It is, it is. I'm, uh, my husband even says, he's like, you're so lucky. You always get to do what you love. And he is right. Every, every job I've had or every career I've had, I've loved it at the time, mm-hmm. you know. So that's pretty, that's pretty lucky. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> you earned it though. You know, it's, it's okay. not like it was just a handed to you kind of thing. Okay. You kept putting out a good energy into the universe. And that's where you said, trusting the universe is going to put you where you're supposed to go. I think so. Yeah. And that's exactly what it ended yeah. up doing. You're still here? Yeah. So. <laughs> where can the listeners find you? So uh, we are at 126 East Park Avenue. Uh, we're at core95.com. We're on Instagram. Our Instagram's really fun. I don't do it. You'll know every once in a while when there's a really bad post. Like people, my, my clients will be like, were you on the Instagram today? <laughs> Mostly it's the, you know, my niece who does it. So we're on Instagram, core95LD, I think is our name. And then on the internet, you know. Where, when is the next nutrition event? And is it exclusive only to members? No, it's not. And actually, we're really thinking about just making it, like, free as long as people, like, sign the waiver or whatever to everybody because I think it's that important. So we didn't charge, like, a lot of people, a lot of these, a lot of companies, and I get it, no judgment, but a lot of people will say, oh, it's a workshop because it's two and a half hours. Um, because Robin, who's our dietitian, and I both believe, like, it's so important. We were just making it, like, if you're an unlimited package, it's just part of it. Or if you're a class pack, it's just a class pack. But now we're just going to, like, we were thinking, like, maybe just free for the first 20 people who can get in. Maybe that would help mm-hmm. um, because we do think it's so important. But we haven't picked a date. We're hoping, I think, what we were talking about the last Saturday. No, Saturday? Sorry, Thursday, the last Thursday in September, but we didn't put it on the books yet. So, okay. so when you do, let I us know. Let you know. Sh- yes. yeah, send it to us. We'll be more than happy to promote it. Thanks, and, I appreciate and it. Kelly, Thank I you. really do appreciate you spending your time with me Thanks today. Thanks for having me. This was fun. My first podcast. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. <laughs>